Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here in downtown Los Angeles, brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions. I should get that Porter Promotions part out of there. This is not the Porter Promotions. This is the Porter Way. Welcome to the Porter Way of Motivational Monday. I told you guys that I was going to be doing this a few weeks ago, and here we are. Uh, Miss Carlette Patterson, you said you yeah, you didn't know that you were going to be the first. I'm honored. I yeah. love being the first. I thought I told you that you were going to be the first. <laughs> well. You probably did, but yeah. I am. Um, it's a 10 moment for me to be able to help you to yeah. really set up Motivational Monday because what yeah. a great way to start the week. Yeah. So uh, I think a quick rewind for you guys. When we first started this thing, I told you guys it was going to be more than just boxing. Uh, as you all know or should know, I'm into football. So football's coming soon. So bear with me. We're going we gonna to stick that in there um, almost in the championships of the NBA playoffs. So we're going to be sticking that in there as well. Um, but just saying all that to say that now is the time for me to start my Motivational Monday uh, episodes. And I'm, I'm so excited about it because if you've been paying attention to me, if you've been paying attention to the Portaway podcast, you know that outside of being athletic and outside of being a boxer and a champion and and exciting, all this and that. To my core, I just really want to help. And at my core, I just really want to use my voice to motivate, to inspire, to at some capacity teach and things like that, Um, which kind of is also why you're here, Carlette. Um, For you guys who don't know, Carlette Patterson is the life coach who who has taken me through my certification and certify me to become a sports life coach. Um, so with that being said, uh, I think that is the the official introduction of Carlette Patterson to the Portaway podcast. So welcome and uh, thank you for coming in for this weekend. Uh, it's a very blessed weekend uh, because you're here. I agree. And we want to start with celebrating you because yeah. it's a big day. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I know your graduation. I yeah. know it's so you sports life coaching is really a very tough just intentional champion way of living. And so when you signed up, let's just talk about that a little bit because you and I go back several years and you've always wanted to do this. As soon as I was your sports life coach, you thought, you know, Hey, I I might want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you had any idea what you were getting into. (laughs) So let's start with that before we celebrate you, because I'd love to start at the beginning. The power of story is amazing and your story is incredible. And what a gift sports life coaching is because it's about your life as well as paying it forward into other yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me say this. When I called you just last year, 2020 during this pandemic, just was really, I, I didn't need a change. It, it was just, I felt like now's the time for me to, to pursue what I've been wanting to pursue. We didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And, So I really just called you seeking some information. Like, how do I do this? And what Uh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you remember when I first called you, uh, well, I actually remember two things about when I first called you. When I first called you, 
I was telling you that I've been thinking about going to school and getting a bachelor's degree in psychology. I feel like I know people pretty well. I feel like I, I understand people and I know how to help people. Um, but I really want to do what you did for me. How do I, how do I do How do I do that? How can I start to do what you did for me? And do you remember what you said? What you said, uh, you said, I'm right here, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You said, you said, I'm right here, baby. Whenever you're ready, you just come and you let me know and we'll start your certification. So, um, before we go back to my story, cause we definitely have to do that. Uh, I actually did not realize, and it's probably ignorant of me and, um, I'm okay with saying that, but I didn't realize you started sports life coaching. How did that start? Well, it's 22 years old now. Yeah. So it's been going on a long time. I know that. Let me say this. Yeah. I, mind y'all, I didn't know that until we were <laughs> about to record. And we were just, I said, you know, when you, how do I introduce you, so on and so forth? And she said, yeah, you know, I started sports life coaching. I said, I didn't say anything in the moment because I figured it'd come up at some point, but I didn't realize you actually started Sports Life Coaching 22 years going now and go ahead. Yeah, well, the beautiful part is my late husband and I had started our company, Patterson Sports Ventures, and we had worked for the NFL, for the NBA, really been in sports from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. And my heart was always with really the heart of an athlete. Mm -hmm. Who's taking care of the athlete? What's happening? So When we were able to, we had a family already and um, I got pregnant with another baby and there's a 16 year age difference. Oh, wow. (laughs) A little bit of blessing showing up there in a huge way. And so Steve and I just felt like God had really called us to something bigger than we could imagine. And it was different than our plans. We, of course, had all these great plans and knew exactly what we were going to do. And God said, I've got a much different plan for you. So we felt to really receive that that gift that we needed to figure out what God wanted versus really what we wanted. And so I wasn't doing really well in terms of I like things going my way, like I like a plan really sticking yeah. to what we were doing. And so we started Patterson Sports Ventures with the desired outcome of working with professional athletes and helping them to find purpose, passion, really what can they do when their sport is over that engages them at the highest level, mm-hmm. the same intensity that they had when they were playing sport. And you know, as a pro athlete, you, you, know, you finish your career very young. You start very young. Mm-hmm. That's the only profession other than like m- music and acting, but you can't become a little dentist at like, you know, eight years old, yeah, right? Yeah. And you can become an athlete. Yeah. So you've been at your craft for a really long time mm-hmm. by the time the twenties hit yeah. and Really, it it formed you to be the person you are. Great discipline, commitment, things that nobody else starts at that formative age of eight years old. Mm-hmm. And yet when you finish in your 20s, nobody maximizes that huge talent yeah. and that gift of what you've been training for for 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. They just think, you know, go into a career. Well, mm-hmm. We wanted to really be that for the athlete to say, you and your life matter, what you're passionate about. Let's talk about your story and use their platform for social good. Mm -hmm. So that's where sports life coaching came into play. Mm -hmm. So as an athlete, both my late husband and I were athletes. We were coaches. Immediately, we're like, where's our coach, right? Because don't do anything without a coach. So um, I, I wanted to find who's the best. I wanted to do life coaching. I had no idea what the name of it was. 
And um, I was throwing up and all that normal stuff that happens when you got a little one inside of you. And my mother-in-law brought over some Oprah magazines. Mm. And um, Oprah had a life coach and her name was Martha Beck. And I'm like, that's what I need. I mean, I had no idea there was such a thing, any of that. And so I tracked down Martha and I was like, I need you. And she's yeah. like, there's a wow. six year waiting list. And I'm like, Ooh, that'll never happen. <laughs> so again, back to that athletic spirit. I'm like, I need this. I want it. I'll do whatever it takes to get it. And so I said, anything that comes up with Martha, I'm in, you know, I don't, I don't know what she does, but if it's good enough mm. for Oprah, right? Like that's what I need. I really, I think from a sports perspective, once you're trained to be a champion, you bring that champion just passion and drive into anything you do. You can't casually show up. And mm. so I couldn't casually, you know, show up and do something. I was like, I've got to do something right. with this. Right. So I did get into Martha. Mm. Um, she was having, she had just written a new book and she was having this little private thing in like Chicago or something. It was winter. I felt like planes train. I'm in Phoenix. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I tracked through, I found her and did this weekend event and she changed my life. Yeah. And That's what I, I say about you all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and I just said to her, what I, I want to do this for the rest of my life mm. and had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. This was 22 years ago. So I don't really think she knew exactly. I mean, obviously she knew what she was doing with Oprah. She's amazing. She's incredible, but I don't think it, I mean, sports life coaching wasn't anything like what it is. Right. And so she trained me, did some amazing work with me again, just such an incredible woman. Wow. And she said, when she finished training me that now you have to give this to what matters to you in life. Mm. And I said, sports. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea what that meant and thought, okay, I come from a basketball background. So basketball is a sport and it has rules and skills and drills and you train in basketball. So I thought, how could I create something that you train in life as intentionally as you train in sport? And it be a system that an eight-year-old can do and that you can go all the way up to your pros. Yeah. So that's where sports life coaching came go. into play. Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, I think rewind, I mean, however, you're going to have to rewind this thing, watch it a couple of times. I'm listening to you and I'm probably biased because I know you, but I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to definitely watch this episode back and just pick up all those nuggets that you're tossing out to me. Um, tell everybody what sports life coaching is really quickly. The, the 3d, the three dimensional life that we live. So it's all about training for your life as intentionally as you train for sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was an athlete. I was a coach. I got nothing but sport. Mm -hmm. So that's where it came from is really what could we do in our life to produce the same results that we do in sport? Mm -hmm. And really what's valuable is that usually in sports as an athlete, we're one dimensional. I mean, everybody cares about our performance. Mm -hmm. And when we're a champion, everybody loves us. And when we're not nobody does. And it comes and goes incredibly quickly. Mm -hmm. So our identity is wrapped up in winning. And so if we start to feel like we're not winning or competition comes in, we start to lose our identity and depression. A lot of really powerful things happen. I mean, mental health is huge right now. What a gift that we can support people from that perspective. And, and so it really, when I thought about what do I wish somebody would have done for me as an athlete, Mm -hmm. I wish somebody would have cared about my life Mm -hmm. as intentionally as they cared about my sport Mm -hmm. and to nobody's fault. It's just the, the, way we grew up and and yep. the way the world works is yep. that perform and I reward you. Yeah. 
be human <laughs> and you're not necessarily yeah. for you know? yeah. Yeah. so i wanted a human to human connection i wanted it to be about relationships i, yeah. I wanted it to be about unconditional love yeah. i wanted to feel loved whether i was winning or not mm -hmm. And so we came up with the concept of whole person, which is personally, professionally, and philanthropically, mm -hmm. and then wanted to make it so that you define it and you define winning mm -hmm. rather than giving all of our power away to whoever we're competing against. Mm -hmm. So really using that just heart desire of yeah. what do I wish I would have had? And so our 3D model is living personally for significance, mm -hmm. as you define it, mm -hmm. professionally for success as you define it yeah. and professionally for service as you define it. And when we introduce the philanthropic component, it's not about money. We have the currency of hope Yeah. because when you're eight years old, again, this model is designed for peewees all the way up to the pros. Mm -hmm. You can give hope the minute you're aware of the currency. So you can become a sports philanthropist the minute you decide that you're interested in being an athlete mm -hmm. and you can begin to train your heart and your giving muscles mm -hmm. as intentionally as you're training those physical muscles. Mm -hmm. And so sports life coaching is the emotional training, the mental, physical, really bringing all of that together. Yeah. It's your life. It's yeah. what happens away from sport, really training as intentionally so that when you show up in sport, you're a champion mm -hmm. and you can be the person you want to be rather than like hoping and wishing everything kind of works. And yeah. nobody notices that yeah. your home life's a mess or yeah. you haven't rested. You don't know how to rest and recover. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much that happens away from sport mm -hmm. that nobody was training that. Yep. But now you and I are. That's the gift yeah. of becoming a sports life coach is that you get to be on a person's team in their life. Mm -hmm as intentionally as a sport coach is in their sport. I'm going to uh, break it down really quickly because it'll segue into my personal story. Um, <clears throat> we have a three-dimensional life as, as it's been taught to me, and I fully believe it. Uh, we have our professional life. Um, for a lot, of, it's, a lot of boxing fans, probably all boxing fans are watching this, professional fighters in the ring you're a professional fighter. At the press conference, you're a professional fighter. At the weigh-in, you're a professional fighter. Uh, practice, so on and so forth. But when you see us at the mall, <laughs> when you see us at the movies, when you see us at uh, the food court, when you see us at a restaurant, guess what? We're now living our personal lives. And I'm not saying don't don't invade. I'm not saying don't talk to us. Don't treat us like we're not the professional. Just understanding, understand now that we we have a few different dimensions to our lives and and have more respect for not just fighters but everyone have more respect for yourself understanding that you have a professional life when you go to work and then you have a, a personal life when you come home the professional life leave that at work when you come home my wife hates when i come home but i'm on my phone or i come home but i'm setting up this and that and you know the other day we she wanted to take a walk and she was mad that i was getting things together for my bike ride i'm like i got the bike ride in the hour i gotta be ready you know hey you're with the family right we have we have to learn how to separate all that and then we have the last component that i really love our philanthropic life our, our life of service of giving hope to someone else when I found you, it was 2013, I believe. And I didn't, I had no clue that it was, it was, it was all poured into one. And more, more times than not, when, when it's not broken down to us and we don't, we're not told 
that, hey, man, you got a, a professional life and personal life and then your philanthropic life. Um, when when this or that is going on at home, make sure you handle it. That way, when you go to the gym, you can be all That's in right. and be a professional. At the, I had so much going on in 2013 that it just kind of all poured into one. When I saw you, you know, uh, it was dad this and 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 at home that and the gym this and and the fights this and that and you, we didn't know each other at all and I I felt like I could be wrong but I felt like I was just kind of a mess at that <laughs> at that particular point in my life it was a um it was a uh, a growing a, a, a maturity a time for me to mature. Uh, when I when I met with you and um, basically just kind of came running to a friend and the friend directed me to you. Do you know what? a Have you ever heard of a, a, a sports life coach? No. Have you ever heard of life coaching? No. Well, uh, I think someone can help you. I'm like, no, there's no help for me. <laughs> just, there's no help for me. You know, and the, and the long story short is I came and I met with you and you gave me uh, an interesting perspective of who I was. I didn't necessarily know who I was at that point in time. And mind you guys, um, in 2013, I had been pro since 2008. So what's that? Five years of being a professional athlete, uh, five years of basically climbing the ladder and trying to get to a, a championship fight. And um, really, I think at that point in time, the only thing that mattered was how do I get to a world championship title? Uh, how do I make more money in boxing? Uh, I, and, and then everything else that I wasn't happy with in my personal life started to pour into my professional life. And then so I, I meet with you and you break all this down to me. You give me some interesting perspectives, some some strategies and some techniques uh, to handle, to separate, to make have more understanding with who I was and what I was really out to do. Really speaking about purpose I think that that uh, sports life coaching, I think maybe one thing that I see kind of shows up in every workout that we do is purpose. What's the purpose of this yes. workout? It's actually our language is yeah. what we say. So, hey, what's the purpose? How can I serve you? That's what what we say to our clients. Um, so you help me uh, really identify my purpose and you help me understand how I can get to my purpose and still be happy, get to my purpose and still be relaxed and be calm and, and be Sean Porter. And I think that uh, you really helped me become the Sean Porter that everybody sees um, because prior to you, it was just like, I kind of was going through the motions, mm. you know? So I think that that really speaks to sports life coaching, how you can get an athlete um, from going from being someone who just goes through the motions. And this is because this is what I've done since I was eight years old. Right, and yeah. this is all I know. And this is all I want to really living in purpose and having more purpose when you go to the gym. I mean, let's, let's speak to that. Let's speak to how we uh, prepare ourselves for a workout and how that translates to, I do a workout with you as my sports life coach. And then I'm able to go to the gym and actually do a workout and perform at optimum. That's that's what sports life coaching is all about, right? Well, and the gift is we use the language of sport. That's what's unique about us mm -hmm. because that's our muscle memory. I mean, yeah. We don't have a meeting with me. I'm not a counselor. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're not showing up and enjoying, you know, a talk conversation with me. It's that you're going to have a workout. So you have a life workout. Yeah. 
And we are as intentional in our life workouts as you would be in your sport workout. You know, we have warm ups and then we get into the skills and the drills and we talk about how we're going to win it. And then we end with a commitment that you're going to take and practice, practice, practice mm-hmm. the rest of the week or until we meet again from a, you know, whether it's game to game or match to match or something from that perspective. So the beautiful part is however you got to be a champion in sport. We're going to use those same winning strategies, that same muscle memory, and just translate it and transfer it over to being a champion in your life. I find myself telling my wife all the time, I say, I handle everything like it's a fight. I handle everything like it's boxing. You're telling me that you you can't do this or that. And to me, like we call it being a high achiever. In my mind, get it done. (laughs) If you don't get it done in boxing, you get hurt. And so for me, I just try to get it done no matter what. And I think that uh, the sports life coaching here kind of gives everyone the power to uh, to get it done. Um, let's speak to that. Let's speak to the power you give through sports life coaching. If I, This is really all on the fly. I hope. <laughs> I, you, you're sharp. I don't think I'm going to ask you anything that you're not ready for, but if if it happens, we will cut and we <laughs> <Yeah>. will end. <laughs> but, that could be a performance barrier. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about power and then we'll talk about performance barriers. How about Perfect. that? Okay. So I remember we were, you were taking me through um, the certification, live it to train it model, right? So this is called the playbook. Yeah. This is not a manual <laughs> right. that I've been telling everybody. I got, let me get in the manual real quick. Let me, let me look at the manual and see what the manual yeah. says, you know? So I'm still a, a, a newbie. You're and a so, rookie. yeah. And so I use the, 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 the playbook more than anything, but I, I still refer to it as a manual. This is a playbook. This is basically everything that a sports life coach needs in order to uh, take the client through a workout. And with that being said, I remember that we were going through a workout uh, and I just felt so much power come from what you were, what, what we were getting into. Right. And um, you said that that's the point. Yeah. The point is for me not to fix you. The point is for me to tell you, give you some direction and then for you to find the power from there. Well, the intention is to really bring out the best in you. So from a just exactly like in sport, you show up with your sport coach, you've got talent in you. And a great coach brings it out in you, trains you, holds you accountable, pushes you past the limits that you thought you could go, all with the intention of competitive greatness. And that's what we're anchored in is really time, energy, and emotional management for competitive greatness. So as you talk about that getting it done component, that's your competitive spirit. I mean, and you bring you everywhere you are. So even though we're in a 3D model, you still got the one person that you're bringing with you. So it's not, you know, (laughs) it's not like you're a great boxer in the ring and then you come home and you're casual. It's just like, it doesn't work like that. Right. So from a perspective of really honoring, wow, I'm a competitive person. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be competitively great against anyone. I'm competitively great for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where that power came into you. I handed you your power yeah. by saying, be great for yourself. Go yeah. for what you want. Fight for what you want. Be intentional about you, what you want. Share it with your friends. Create a support system. Yeah. Be for you in such a big way. Mm-hmm. And the mission that you're on and immediately connecting you to something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. 
is what gave you that power to be able to say, wow, when I'm home, I can still be Sean Porter, a great dad, a great partner, a great, you know, everything, a great son, Mm -hmm. rather than thinking, you know, how do I play all these different roles? Because think about in sport, if you have one ounce of confusion, you take your eye off the ball, you know, you look away in boxing. I'm not a boxer, you know, that. whatever happens. But it's we don't that, normally look away, but somebody <laughs> might yell yeah, something. Yeah, it might be a little a distraction. Yeah, a distraction. Yeah. Any distraction yeah. is not full engagement. Yeah, and full engagement means you're getting the best of me. Mm-hmm. And why not get to get the best of me from my partner, for my kids, for me? You know, just me being able to show up. I mean, that's where that winning spirit comes mm-hmm. in. And when we say winning, it's according to how you define it. Yeah, it's according to how your family defines it. Yeah. So the beautiful part of that power is it's all wrapped in purpose and intention. And we're using your competitive greatness to really make sure that you're training as much as a person Mm -hmm. as you would be as as an athlete. Yeah. And then what about the performance barriers? I think that speaks right into performance barriers. As soon as you go for greatness, all kinds of things are going to show up, right? Because first of all, self-doubt. I mean, we can act like we've got it all together, this human to human part Mm -hmm. of us. I mean, Mm -hmm. our hearts, our minds, our minds are this incredible muscle. And, you know, sometimes we work it out. The reps we do in our mind are not always for us. And that shows up. I mean, you know, it's not like I'm going to go do reps on my arm and not get some muscle with it. Same thing's going to happen. Whatever I'm telling myself It's a rep. You can just see little barbells in your brain, you know, just doing those little reps. And so we want to be intentional about the reps we're doing in our brain. What's our self-talk? What are we telling? Who are we hanging out with? And what are they telling us? Because, and social media, for goodness sakes, oh my goodness, you know, there's so much happening. Every single thing that we put into our brain is exactly like what we put into our body when we're eating. So learning to really honor ourselves Mm -hmm. in a way that's for us, Mm -hmm. hanging out with people that are for us, being, you know, intentionally for other people in a way that is for greatness versus against anyone. Yeah. Uh, How many books did I read? (laughs) Well, (laughs) the beautiful part is you did practice workouts with your clients. You read 11 books, which you've probably never read that many books in your life. life. No. (laughs) Yeah. No. The first book that you had me read, I remember that was about fear. What was the name of it? Do you remember? Was it Mm. called Fearless? Yeah, I don't. It was a boxing book. So I picked that out specific to you. And the great thing, Sean, is that you're joining a team. We've got about 100 life sports life coaches around the world. Yeah. And you're joining a team that has gone through the exact same certification. They've all read the same books. They've all gone through the same playbook and training. And, you know, we usually have one or two books according to kind of whatever's going on in the time because we've been doing this for 22 years now. So, and uh, I know that's 22 years because my daughter McKenna is 22. So it's easy to keep track of the baby. She's all grown up now. But that's the the fun part. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, the fun part about the book that you read, it was a book about boxing. Uh And so, you know, and that's a good, again, just talking about how we do this training is that if I were to bring you in as a training for sports life coaching and gave you some research-based book, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have read 11 books. Yeah. But if I bring you in with a book that is very on purpose, to every you, book that you had me read was was like mind blowing. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. I and I don't. I'm not a reader. Anybody that knows me, 
I'm a movie. You guys know I'm a movie guy. I watch movies. If you had given me any one of those books was a movie, <laughs> they'd have been done on time. A lot of books were not done on time. I promise. Performance barrier. And a little yeah. bit of performance barrier. But to, speaking to this book, I remember you 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 were excited because you picked the book because it was a boxing book and you wanted to know how I felt about it. And I said, well, I, I get what the guy's trying to say, but it's just really not like that. Mm-hmm. And you said, okay, well, then just finish it up real quick and then we'll move on to the next one. And to give you guys a clue, I don't really remember the name of the book, but what I do remember is that you were speaking about how rep, uh, the reps that we, that we do in our brain, the guy... I just felt like the story was really exaggerated, but he, the guy basically had some fears of, of fighting. I guess he was a pretty good fighter, but he had some fears and a performance barrier is fear. Right. The fear of, of, of the guy, of the opponent and um, the or fear, fear of not performing. The, he, I mean, we, I saw it all yeah. the, the, the fear of not performing, the fear of uh, not being good enough for the, for the crowd and the fear letting of letting people down, letting people down, all of that kind of stuff really built up inside of him mentally. Right. And it, and it, it, it showed the book showed that it had its effects here and there, right. but at the end of it, he ends up, you know, uh, conquering his fear, but just speaking to that and speaking to the fighters out there, uh, understand that whatever we think, whatever we believe, it will manifest itself. It will become, it will come true. I tell people all the time, they say, Hey, how do you prepare for your fights and what's going through your mind? So on and so forth. I'm always thinking and visualizing exactly how I want that fight to play out because I think repetition for me and for it happening, like actually like coming, coming true in yeah. certain moments, I really began to believe that if I can imagine this fight to happen the way I want it to happen, it will happen the, the way that I, that I envision it. And so remember that whatever you're thinking, whatever you are holding on to and whatever you're believing, it will manifest itself and really come out. If you start to worry about getting hit, you'll get hit. If you start to worry about the guy's power, you're going to feel the guy's power. If you start to worry about, I don't know if I can throw this or that punch. I don't know if I'm going to land it. It will happen. We see hesitation a lot in the boxing. I know that you yeah. say, I don't know boxing that well. <laughs> I say, oh, we'll, we'll just talk about it. I'll talk to the boxing. <laughs> Winning strategy. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to the boxing. But when you see a guy in the ring and he's hesitating, and you can see clearly that he's hesitating, he's hesitating because... He fit, he sees one thing, but he's he's thinking, and well, it's giving actually, himself doubt. Actually, think about it. he's trained his brain to be prepared for the negative, right? Like yeah. he, and so when when pressure comes, which is game exactly. time, right? Yeah. And so we like to train every day's game day. Yeah. And so in your brain, every day is game day. Yeah. Are you preparing for greatness or are you preparing for failure? And so in our sports life coaching workouts, we start every workout with what's your desired outcome, right? So we're always forward focused. And when you talk about that visualization, those are reps in your brain. So by the time you get to the fight, your brain is prepared because it's seen it, it's practiced it, it's done it. I mean, they have so many studies on people who from quarantine or haven't been able to actually do the physical workouts. If they were intentional about their visualization, their mind was ready. And so what's very powerful is that we have such power 
And are we using it for what we want or are we afraid of it? Yeah. And, you know, we like to say from fear to fabulous, right? So it's mm. just really great to be like, what's the fear? Okay, my performance barrier. And again, when we go back to competitive greatness, our fundamentals are truth, faith, and love. Mm -hmm. So we have to start with the truth. And you were talking about that from a belief perspective. Yeah. This isn't a fake it to make it model. Right. This is an own it, create it, be it. Mm. So very intentional. So that's why mm. we start with the truth. The mm. truth is I'm afraid of that fight or I'm afraid I might get hit. Mm. That's normal. Mm -hmm. The minute you bring that to our truth, yeah. your mind goes, okay, I can relax because I know you know what we need to prepare for. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's going to be fine. I've got your brain. It's like, no, it's not. Like you've got a huge fight coming up. You haven't done your practice. You haven't done your reps. Mm -hmm. I love that our brain and our mind are always taking care of us. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't want to try to uh, solve the puzzle. <laughs> but when I was listening to you, something that just came into mind, I was telling you earlier about how we've had recently, unfortunately, some fighters pull out of matches because of... Um, mental health issues and they're saying, Hey, I, I just want to make sure I get help and everything is fine. And I can be 100% when I go out there, you know, um, speaking to that, do you think that maybe truth could be one of the bigger components to mental health? I absolutely. And just thank you for the gift of talking about that yeah. because that's honoring uh -huh. that who we are as a person matters. What's happened in so many years and years. And again, you know, thank you for the years that we've all had. Everybody's always just been doing the very best they can. Yeah. What's beautiful about today forward is that we can do better. So we do not have to be like, everything is okay. I'm fine. I've got this. Fake it till I make it. The things that worked for us in our past, we have the ability now to be better than that. Mm -hmm. So really starting with the truth of high anxiety, I'm freaking out. I'm Thank you. Because the minute that you give us the truth, we can get you help and you will go into greatness. So that's where it's not a weakness. In fact, it's a great strength. It's very empowering. Yeah. The key is you have to have that support system and you have to have that team mm -hmm. because, and that's what we are in terms of a sports life coach. You know, we're not a doctor. We've got teams of people. We've, you know, we're much bigger than just me. Thank you, God, for that. We have an amazing team. It's really about who's on your team in your life right. as intentionally as your sport team. You've got a nutritionist, you've got trainers, you've got everybody taking care of you physically. Yeah. Who's taking care of you as a person? Because yeah. that person is who shows up yeah. wherever you go. Yeah. And Sean, from that perspective on a mental health perspective, thank you for having the courage. Mm -hmm. Thank anybody that's out there. Yes. You and your life matter. This is so important. Mm -hmm. Honor you. The minute you honor you, your you will perform at a higher level mm -hmm. because it feels honored, val validated, and you can train at such a high level. Yeah. Let's talk about energy and emotional management okay. because from a truth perspective, if I'm suppressing that yeah. I'm anxious, I'm super nervous. I'm, af I'm afraid I'm fearful. And I'm trying to not let anybody know that. I'm trying to hide all that. Yeah. All my energy is going to suppressing that. Mm -hmm. Rather than when I can express it and anchor in the truth and say, hey, my performance barrier today is I'm very anxious. Mm -hmm. Great. Now your energy is flowing. It's for you. You can use all of it to really go for what you want mm -hmm. rather than afraid somebody's going to like figure out that you're not on your best game. Yeah. 
And when we talk about performance barrier, I just want the team to be all set up for success on that is that a performance barrier is any barrier that gets in the way of you not being able to be who you want to be. So it can be, I'm hungry to mental health. And the great part about that is it neutralizes it. Not that it says it's not of great value. Yeah. It neutralizes it so that my brain, my mind can really find the best way to find an action to change. Mm. So we go from performance barrier, identifying it. And that's the truth. That's true. The next step, as you know, in your training is what's my action to change. Mm -hmm. So notice that I took my brain from worry and all that nervousness to figuring out a solution. The minute you engage my brain in purpose, it starts working for me. So I start going towards finding, okay, what's my action to change? Now all my forward momentum is happening. I'm for me. That competitive spirit that I have is now working for me rather than against me. Mm So I find my action to change and then I test it. Is this for success according to my definition? Because we don't want to be doing the reps on something that is not exactly what we want to achieve. Right, right. right. And it's funny, excuse me, funny uh, why you were speaking about action to change. What what is my performance barrier and what is my action to to change? And then is this for success? And probably because we are on on a podcast that is, pretty much boxing base. My mind was thinking like in terms of boxing and I see, I'll see a fighter get hit with the same shot, like repeatedly round after round. And I'm thinking to myself, like you haven't figured that out yet. You don't know your action to change. So that you don't get hit with that punch. And it just kind of speaks more to the sports life coaching and how everything just really connects to one another. So we talk about, so sports life coaching, that the language is a performance barrier. The performance barrier is I'm getting hit with a jab. Uh, What's my action to change? Uh, Sports life coaching uh, language. My action to change is anticipate the jab, uh, see the shoulder uh, move, uh, uh, read my guy and see what he wants to do. And when he throws the jab, my action to change is to slip that punch or my action to change is to block that punch or my action to change is to take a step back. And I don't think a lot of times when I, when I do see fighters in the ring and they're getting hit with the same punches and I'm like, come on, man. Where's your action to change? You're not, your, your mind isn't thinking that way, but it's, it's the repetition. Right. And what I want to encourage everyone um, is uh, speaking back to to team. Uh, three, number one, myself. I always speak about my team and I always acknowledge my team because I know everyone in my team plays a major role in terms of when I get in the ring, when I go up those steps and I'm in there doing my thing and I come out. I've even had coaches that are on my team say, hey, my job is to make it so that you get in there and get out of there safely. If you can't go back to Diggy, if you can't go back to your wife, you think I'm going to be able to go home? Mm-hmm. I can't go home with that. So the best thing we can do is stay here until we get it right. You need a team in order to accomplish whatever purpose, whatever goals that you have. I had uh, a a mentor of mine that I was meeting with. I think they, we were meeting daily. And uh, we were meeting at the church. And... Uh, this is number two. He he was a blessing to me um, because we we started reading. I'm not a reader. We started reading the Bible. He's, I said, I'm having trouble. He said, well, if we meet every morning, would, would that help? I was like, yeah. So we we start meeting every morning. And uh, shout out to John. 
Good to see you. Um, and uh, hope to see you soon. Uh, he starts to tell me, he says, he says, you got to understand that I'm just, just want to be a part of your team. He says, I'm not saying I want to be a part of your boxing team. I want to be a part of your spiritual team. I want to make it so that you can get as close to God as you can. I want to make it so that you're praying on time. I want to hold you accountable so that you're doing everything that you need to do from a spiritual standpoint. He said, you also got to understand that at home, that's that's your team, your wife and, and your kids and your dad. That's that's another a whole nother team that's completely separate from your boxing team. And w- once he said that, I started going like this. That's right. I was like, I was like, okay, wow. So I got like five teams. <laughs> And that team's doing well. That team's I'm, doing well. I need to change this and yeah. you change that. And then once you come around, you're number three. You come around and you start just preaching team to me, preaching team to me. And I told you we had a little bit of a, of a problem. <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I really didn't understand what team was until now. performance barrier. Yeah. <laughs> I said, because if you if you imagine my boxing team, I got a sports uh, 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 strength and conditioning coach. I got the cut man. I got my dad. And I said, we all kind of, we work together, but then we work individually. And as long as my, my strength and conditioning is handling the strength and conditioning, my dad's not, he's, he, he's going to oversee it, but he's not going to be, you know, on anybody's neck or anything like that. So, so even though we're a team, we do things separate. And I didn't really understand until I got with you, like how much team really does matter even though I, I've always had a, a reverence for my team, my teams um, encourage everyone how to create a team, what teamwork does. Well, just the connectivity and relationships. Yeah. So that's all a team is. A team is just relationships and it's only as powerful as the relationships are. Mm. So if you watch your film, which is another one of our terms in terms of just like in sport, we watch our film to figure out what we've done well and what we haven't done well. If you watch your film in life, great relationships happen because of time on task. Mm -hmm. You care, you're connected, you invest in each other. So, so many times people, I mean, thinking about your trainer, thinking about John in terms of saying every day, he's into having a relationship with you and you made a commitment to do it. Yeah. So that's where the power of team happens. And the minute that you have that relationship and you're for each other and you commit to each other and you invest in each other, when you call and say you need something, we're all there, right? I mean, because there's no questions asked because we've invested in the relationship Mm -hmm. versus if you're off kind of doing your own thing. And then when you need something, you're trying to come back in and ignite that power of team with no investment in it. Right, right. So again, back to sport, you wouldn't be a champion if you only showed up once a week or, you know, weren't eating well or weren't taking care of yourself. Think about your life exactly as you think about sport. And if you want to win life, invest in what matters to you, show up every day, be intentional, create relationships that get you through the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. If it's just the people that want to be there when you win, you know, we've got all kinds of people in the world that will show up for the W Yeah, who's showing up when it's not so fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, getting me to the next W right. Because of that love and that intention and, and being for me being, you know, and, and anchored in truth, they're not going to let me get by with stuff. You know, I'm your coach, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're not showing up at 10, which we do everything on a stat system, Mm -hmm. stats are one (laughs) to 10. So it's factual, right? I'm not like, how are you, Sean? I'm like, what's your stat? Yeah. 
because then I know exactly where you are. Yeah. And then I'm like, how are you going to raise your stat? We're living in the eight to 10 zone. Yeah. So it's very intentional. Yeah. So when you show up and you're a six or a seven out of 10, it's not like what's wrong with you. It's what are you going to do to raise your stat? And how am I as your coach going to support you to make that happen? Yeah. So everything is handing you the power and the ability with a coach to be on your team for it. I'm not being like, get out there and make it happen yourself. We're yeah. in relationship for yeah. it. Yeah. A part of the philanthropic, um, a, a part of the philanthropy that I, I, that I'm going to initiate with the sports life coaching is doing some episodes that are pretty much just sports life coaching yeah. based. Yeah. And um, I haven't thought about this until just right now. Well, I thought about that, but the thought that I just have right now is whether or not I'll have you come in. Um, Probably not frequently, but I'll more than likely have you come back in. But uh, what what sparked that thought is because we have a unique language. Mm -hmm. And um, I am. I'm a little worried that some of this stuff may go over everyone's head. And I know that through time, being able to offer some of this and break it down to people some of some of the things I think are a little bit more um that they're a little they're gonna have a bigger impact even though they're they 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 it's not much that needs to be said. Right. A few things that came up and that came in mind was uh how we stacked yeah. our lives. And we do that based on one to ten. It's easy to tell someone, uh, hey, how you doing today? I'm doing good. But then in the back of your mind, after that word good comes out, you might think of some things that aren't so well. But when you say, hey, what's your stat today? Forces someone to stop. That I'm I'm good is like kind of the the, just the normal everyday response. But when you say, hey, what's what's your stat today? It makes someone stop and actually think of, okay, on a one to 10, how how well am I doing today? And and and. Where, where is it? Where, where's everything? Is everything good or is everything really bad? You can have a day where you, where your stat is really is truly a 10. Or you have a stat where you, you were a 10, but you stubbed your foot, get coming out of that. I mean, it's going to be the smallest performance barrier and it may take your stat down. But the fact of the matter is you're able to anchoring your truth. And that's what you guys want to start doing every day is anchoring in your truth. So when we talk about stats, we're talking about how how are you truly? Right. And when we stat it one through ten, it's basically based on how we truly feel we are doing. Your truth. You know, yeah, yeah. on your truth. And um there was something else that you said that uh that made me um what did you just say? Well, Sean, what I want to talk about with yeah. that in regards to stats is that every day's game day and you wanna win every component of the day. So when you wake up, you're like, okay, what's my stat on how well I rested? Oh, yes. Okay, I'm a seven. Okay, what do I want to do different tonight so that I can be better? So that I'm constantly in that forward motion of getting better, getting better versus, oh, man, I feel terrible. I don't feel like doing anything. And you start dragging. Yeah. You own that as a component of the day. So I rested, you know, okay, I'm a seven. What am I going to do different? I'm going to go to bed earlier. Okay, check. Yeah. I'm going to go to breakfast now. What's my stat on breakfast? Uh, you know what? I could just grab some coffee. That would be about a six. And, eh, you know, like don't let yourself be a six. Yeah. Invest in what's it going to take for me to have a 10 breakfast. Yeah. Then when you have a conversation with your partner, say what's a 10 for you, right? Like talk about the things that matter. 
versus, hi, honey, how was your day? And we go into more of the ones and the twos. Yeah. And then from an energy management perspective, we feel like a one or two because yeah. we've just now invested in the things that weren't so fabulous mm-hmm. versus if you tell me the tens of things that really mattered to you, yeah. then all of a sudden you're tracking what matters and investing in what matters right. versus investing in what isn't working right. for you. That was the other the other uh, thing that, that came up was watch your film. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, it may seem sound a little strange, but... Fighters do it all the time or should at least do it all the time. I'll raise my hand and say, I don't watch my phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch half the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we changed with you, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'd be like, well, watch your film. You're like, I don't want to watch my film. Yeah. I'm like, how are we going to learn? If you yeah. can't, you know, if you can't face your truth yeah. of how you did right there. Yeah. And now the great part about watching your film is you don't change it. So yeah. it's not, if you don't watch your film, you can make up any story you want, right? Yeah. You can be like, oh yeah, I was amazing. And this happened and yeah. that wrong answer yeah. because when you go to film a film has already happened mm-hmm. and that's why it's a learning tool uh-huh. is yeah. that i get to go back face my truth that shot didn't work what do i want to do different yeah. so many times we don't watch our film yeah. we go back in our past yeah. but we go into our past to beat ourselves up yeah. or yep. to bring ourselves down or yep. to feel shame or guilt or yeah. obligation or neglect you know like learn from your past and that's what sports life coaching is from today forward yeah so the only time we go back into our past is to watch our film Mm -hmm. it's a very intentional moment Mm -hmm. we're watching something learning from it and bringing it forward into what do i want to do different to get a different result i feel bad too because uh, i actually had malik watch his film the other day and i didn't tell him like hey man this is called watching your film you should start to do this more often but he had i I didn't beat him up but (laughs) I, I I had a better day than he did. And I think that he just was like, really, like you say, we go back and we just beat ourselves up right. when we watch a film. And uh, he actually said, man, sorry, sorry about today. I said, no, 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 no. I said, don't, don't feel sorry about today. I said, just look at what you did today and, and improve on it. I said, let's actually go back to last, like two weeks ago. I said, you were getting off on me two weeks ago. And I said, I had two things happen. Number one, I was getting on myself. Like, you got to get back. You got to get in, in, in better condition. You got to get your weight down. You got to start showing up or this dude is going to keep doing this to you. I said, I can't let you keep beating me no. up. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> I said, so, but the other thing I did was I, I took a look at what was going on and I watched what you were doing. And I came here this week and I made adjustments. I said, so Tuesday was a, was a, Good day for you. It was okay day for you. What was I your said, stat on that? Was it a seven day? I mean, like get real. Yeah. Like, what was that? I, day? And I said, but I said, but today I really got off on you. I said, so now it's your job to go take a look at what you did last week, what you were doing against me that was really working. I said, I'm gonna be honest, you didn't do those things yeah. today. I said and that made it easier for me. I said, so what you want to do is you want to go back and not just look at go home and, and and harp on all the bad that you did, but take a look at the things that you did good and the things that you left behind and the things that you should uh, bring back and, and, and continue to make adjustments and things like that. You guys out there, watch your film. It doesn't have to be a fight. It could be a sparring session. It could be the day that you were hitting the bag and, where was your integrity that day that you were hitting the bag? Was it really statted up? Was it was really say, a what's seven? What's your stat on it? Yeah. Was it really a seven or were you going relatively hard? It was an eight or a nine, you yeah. know? So I love our language. I love uh, every ounce of this sports life coaching is why um, I felt like this was the right move for me. Um, before, 
Sean, I yes, just want to say in, in regards to what you just talked about is that you captured your winning strategies. And you know that's another one of our oh, yeah. sports life coaching yeah. part of the language is that figure out what works and yeah. that becomes a winning strategy. Yeah. So we've talked about performance barriers. That's basically what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We immediately put it into an action to change so that we could figure out how to make it work. Right. Once you get what's working, claim it as a winning strategy. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, okay, when I'm going to show up to fight you, yeah. these are the things I've got to do. Five things I've got to do yeah. to really be that 10. Yeah. So that's, again, everything you're doing when you're boxing, do it in your life as intentionally. And if you have a great workout or a great fight, watch your film and capture why was that such a great fight? Yeah. Those become your winning strategies. And that's what you do the reps on. Yeah. So now it's not a mystery whether you're going to be a 10 or not. You're totally empowered, trained, ready mm-hmm. to show up and fight the fight. Mm-hmm. So that's that competitive greatness. Yeah, that's kind of where I live. <laughs> yes, that's where we want everybody living, right? Yeah. Yeah. Owning what works and yeah. what doesn't work, yeah. fixing it, changing it, getting better. I mean, think about the fun of it, because now when you treat every day like game day, it's not like you got to wait for the fight. Yeah. I mean, in sport, we practice 90% of the time and we perform 10%. Right. And if you're dreading practice, that means you're dreading 90% of your life. Right. I mean, that's so not a 10 life to be living. That was one of the biggest changes you have with me. It was like, I, I dreaded training. Just I just want to get to the fight. Yeah. I want to get through this dieting. And I and then I just want to be able to relax. Yeah. And, and another lesson for all the guys out there, because it's so hard, boxing is hard. Hard. It's hard to. I'd say being a champion is hard. Being a champion is hard. Yes, ma'am. So if you're if you're going for greatness, receive that it's going to be hard. Yes, Otherwise, ma'am. everybody would be doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But when you are, when you accept that, uh, this is the training that I have to do to get ready for the That's fight. Right. Let me just endure this and and accept it and appreciate it and have fun with it. Respect it. Respect it instead yeah. of dreading it. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, really, I'm not exaggerating. You took me from here to here just by helping me understand that I should appreciate practice. Yeah. And I should appreciate the workouts because before before speaking to you, it was just like it was it was routine and, and it was just this is what I have to do and this is what he told me to do and diet this, diet that, what scale this, scale that. And it was like I'm not saying that I love it or loved it at, at one point when, when you say, Hey, you know, if you do this, you do that. You'll have more appreciation and respect for your training. But I really do understand like, all right, this is what I got to do. So what do we call that? We call that, um, we call that, uh, um, uh, uh, cardio. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I think that'll be the last one we throw out today. (laughs) Cardio. Well, I I do just want to say in terms of what you just described, we wrapped everything you were doing in purpose Yeah. and we put your mindset towards the purpose yeah. rather than the pain. Yeah. So the pain is the dieting, the scale, the the workouts, all of that, the cardio as we call it, you know, that's yeah. the not so fun part, not yeah. so fabulous. If our brain and our energy is focused on that, it's no fun. I mean, this is not any that's not enjoyable. There's no joy of the game. There's no love of the game or what we're competing for. When you wrap it in purpose, now all of a sudden you're eating for the win or for the fight. Mm-hmm. You're practicing, you're directing that energy towards your desired outcome, which is the match or the game or whatever it is. Now, all of a sudden you actually are doing it intentionally for purpose mm-hmm. 
rather than being like, you know, what the heck am I doing this for? It's Monday. I got seven more of these before the fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, listen, I love you. I love you, my dear. Uh, never knew I would come in contact with you until it happened. Well, shout uh, out to John in terms of our connection. It's so important when you talk about teams, we want John to know how much we appreciate him connecting us. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without all the people that have taken care of us and connected us. And that's that beautiful team that we have the honor of being on. Yeah. um, My guys, Carson and Ant, um, talk to them. They said, no, I think that that's more of a, you know, one-on-one conversation. I said, you, you guys might have some questions. I said, no, you, you, you can handle it. You do, you do it. Um, but they understand who I am and what my, my purpose, my, 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 my goals and my mission and life is. And it really is just to most just to motivate people and, and help people. Give uh, hope. Yeah. And give hope. As yeah. I said at the beginning of this, uh, and you've really helped me do that. Um, you've, and you've given me another avenue to go down to, to initiate, the uh the change that I want in people's lives, the positive change that I want in people's lives. So of course I want to publicly thank you for that. Um another quick story is uh so we met in 2013. Uh we met for one week. And at that point in time I was going through some really heavy things and and I was at a point I I told you guys, I don't know if you how how much y'all pay attention, but I told y'all a few a few like two episodes ago when I announced that we were going to be doing a motivational Monday episode, I announced to you guys that, Hey, I'm wasn't really supposed to get where I was based on where I am based on where I was at that, at, at, at that point in time in my life. And I'm going to bring in the person who really helped me uh, get past those little, those little performance barriers and obstacles that I was facing at that point in time. But so anyway, the long story short is uh, John comes out and he happens to be here for my birthday. And I had a hibachi in the backyard, which was pretty cool. And he only stuck around for a couple of minutes. But, you know, when you, when old friends catch up, they kind of want to talk about the things that they're familiar with. Yeah. And so he says, how about Carlette? Have you talked to her in a while? I said, no, I haven't. Been seven years, I think, since we had spoken. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Not, no texting, no nothing, nothing, like no connectivity whatsoever. Literally. And I said, uh, I said, no, I haven't, but um, I got a number. I'll, I'll reach out to her. And um, when I reached out to you, I had been thinking about what am I going to do after boxing that I can just help. I just want to help and I want to da, 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 da. And uh, the funny thing was I called you up. I said, hey, uh, I just want to talk to you about a couple of things. And you said, well, no, let's talk about you. Catch me up. I said, uh, I said, I said, so what have you seen? You said nothing. I said, I said, really? You haven't seen anything at all? You said, no, I haven't seen anything. It didn't, I didn't feel anything about that, but it was, it was refreshing that I was able to really share my story and the things that I've done. And, and I hope that you were able to realize like just the, profound effect that you had on me and kind of the handprints that you had left on me that helped me get to where I am now. And, um, with that being said, I am now a sports life coach, yes. right? Woo-hoo. Little victory <laughs> dance, baby. It's going to happen. So yeah. Okay. So then let's end on that. Okay. I was taking Malcolm through this the other day about celebrating. Yes. Guys out there, we're all high performers. Intense. Um, we're intense at all times. Yes. 
and tell everyone about celebrating and and um and what and why we should take our uh, breaks during our the joy day. breaks joy breaks yes. yeah so what's important the NBA did a great study on really who how do you produce winning teams and it's all about team touches. And that's not just because we're touching each other. It's because we're acknowledging each other. We're for each other. We're celebrating. So as high achievers, we think celebration could be arrogance. We also think about it's an expectation. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So that's hard on our energy and our emotions versus if we bring it into a state of celebration, we are honoring ourselves that we have gone for something great and we did it. And so you watch me do that little, you know, victory yeah. dance. Yeah. So it's just a moment of energy relief least it's a moment of me being able to celebrate that I actually honored my commitment. I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah. That's what a high achiever wants. We want a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So why not go for the great stuff in terms of going great, celebrating great. And when I talk about a celebration, it's just that connection. It's all about whatever I need, right? Yeah. It can just be a good job, Carlette, in my head, a little happy dance, yeah. you know, whatever. So just the power of celebrating. And so when you reference the joy breaks, we can optimally perform for a short amount of time and we need that break. So celebrate with joy. Yeah. And so let me Let's celebrate. celebrate. So <laughs> this is a moment of great joy. So here you go. Let's see your victory dance. You can't receive this without a little victory dance, baby. Let's see it. Woohoo! Celebrating with you, baby. Well done. Mission accomplished. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. An and, honor to be on your you. team. Thank you for coming in today. This will be the first of many. I, I told you. Um, so I... Last thing, and uh, no, you leave it on. Last thing, because I'm always very honest, and I and just it is what it is. Um, I was in jeopardy of not receiving this. Where I said, as a coach, we're going to hold you accountable. We so. had a moment. We had a moment. Um, we had a few moments. Yeah, Carlette does did not allow me to just coast through. Um, and she told you told me a story about someone who was very high up and said, "Hey, I, I'll pay for it." Yeah. Because I consider that. <laughs> Everybody considers yeah. that. You said, I'll pay for it. I don't, I just don't have time. I don't want to yeah. do it. And you said, no, nah, this isn't, you can't buy this. <laughs> exactly. you, have to, you have to do everything that everyone else has done. And you got to earn it. How many teammates do we have? And uh, over a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, and you didn't make me earn it, but you, 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 you had the conversation with, Hey, there's some missing steps here. I just, you can't, I can't allow you to do that. And the fact of the matter is, if you allowed me to do that in, in the sports life coaching realm, it would show up in my boxing, right. it would show up at the training, it would show up in the fights, so on and so forth. And so you really took me from good to great and you continue to take me from good to great. And like I said, we had a moment where I almost wasn't going to get this. And so we get off of the line, we're on Zoom, we get off of the line. And the first thing that came to mind after the beating myself up, <laughs> you know, watching my film and beat myself up, the first thing that came to mind was... I got to have that certification. And almost, I teared up. I was like, I got to get that certification. This means a lot to me. Well, it means a lot because you did a lot to accomplish it. Yeah. If you hadn't worked as hard as you did, read 11 books, yeah. had your practice sessions, been challenged, you know, you got COVID during it. We didn't miss a workout. We yeah. were like, you know what? Yeah. If you're going to be great, yeah. it's about making sure that you're great in every choice that you yeah. make. And you've earned that. It's an honor to have you on the Thank team. You. Welcome to our team, our Thank global you. team around the world. There's so many people celebrating you. you. And most importantly now, how can you go out and give hope to the world yeah. and 
just change the world because of the gifts that you've been given. We're working on it. Um, we're definitely going to use this Portaway podcast to, to, to have a uh, profound and everlasting effect, not just on boxing, but on the world. And uh, you and I have started talking as well. So we're going to get into some things and really affect this world in a positive way. So as this being Motivational Monday, let's just make sure, team, I want you, everybody listening to be able to go out and just be motivated to be you. Be yeah. your best self. Know that you and your life matter and you got a team of people supporting you. You are the best. Let's do a high Thank five. You. Well done, team. That's the portal <laughs> way. God bless you guys. God bless you. Motivational Monday. <laughs> Hope you're motivated. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Don't tell me you didn't enjoy what you saw because I know you did. What you need to do now, hit that subscribe button, hit the like, hit that notification button. Check us out every week, every Tuesday, something new for you right here on the Portaway Podcast. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23.